The Clean Power Hour is brought to you by CPS America, the maker of North America's number one three-phase string inverter. With over six gigawatts shipped in the U.S., the CPS America product lineup includes three-phase string inverters ranging from 25 to 275 kW. Their flagship inverter, the CPS 250-275, is designed to work with solar plants ranging from 2 megawatts to 2 gigawatts. The 250-275 pairs well with CPS America's exceptional data communication, controls, and energy storage solutions. Go to chintpowersystems.com to find out more. I, I can I can't know if I can think of a single company that is the same today that it was five years ago, right? They've had to change financing or change, you know, the products they're installing. Something is, is always going to be changing. So I think having that Rolodex of, you know, trusted advisors is one one way that I think about the membership. Uh, I think is, is pretty helpful because, you know, you never know when you're going to need help with an install or solving your procurement problem. Um, so I think the network is, is worth its weight in gold. Are you speeding the energy transition? Here at the Clean Power Hour, our hosts Tim Montague and John Weaver bring you the best in solar, batteries, and clean technologies every week. Want to go deeper into decarbonization? We do too. We're here to help you understand and command the commercial, residential, and utility solar, wind, and storage industries. So let's get to it. Together we can speed the energy transition. Today on the Clean Power Hour, we continue our journey learning about ICEA, the Illinois Solar Energy Association. I'm Tim Montague, your host. Check out all of our content at cleanpowerhour.com. Give us a rating and a review on Apple and Spotify. Happy New Year. And I'm looking forward to bringing you lots of interviews and our regular news roundup with John Weaver this year. We rebooted that in December. So check out all of our content, cleanpowerhour.com. We have a very robust YouTube channel. Uh, Hit that bell, get our regular updates, and reach out to me. I love hearing from my listeners on LinkedIn or on my website, cleanpowerhour.com. The Illinois Solar Energy Association is a storied organization here in the Midwest. It was founded in 1979, and it is our state's organization. Every state has one, pretty much. And if you're not involved, you don't necessarily know what it does, but it does lots of things. So I'm here today with Lewis Butler. He is the head of sales and business development for Nelnet Renewable Energy. Welcome to the show, Lewis. Uh, Thanks for having me, Tim. Great to be here. It's been great getting to know you a little bit in the last couple of months. And of course, I know Nelnet from its GRNE roots, but tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. How did you get into the solar industry and what is Nelnet Renewables? Yeah, big question there. Uh, I've been in the industry for six years now, got my start at a small EPC out in Iowa. And actually, thanks to the Illinois Solar Energy Association, uh, I got connected with Eric Peterman at GRNE Solar, which ultimately became Nelnet. Uh, so I owe a decent amount of, of my current career to, to ICEA, as it were. Um, but yeah, but GRNE for two years now, and we got acquired by Nelnet about a year and a half ago. And, you know, we currently do a lot in the solar space. You know, we have a residential division, obviously I've been heavily involved in our behind the meter CNI efforts. We have a greenfield and development team. Uh, and then we're also doing a decent amount on the tax equity side. So um, if there's a market segment, uh, there's a chance that we're somehow tangentially involved in it uh, if we're not directly involved in it already. So, you know, for those reasons and more, it's it's important for us to keep up on policy and, you know, to keep our professional network uh, relatively strong because, you know, no one company can do it alone. 
And GRE had its roots here in Illinois and uh, was it Iowa? What were the original states? And then tell us a little more about the footprint now. Yeah, so the original states were actually Nebraska and Illinois. Okay. And then obviously all the great legislation that's that's happened over the last number of years really uh, made Illinois a top market for us. And then, you know, in the last 12 months, we've opened up an office and started to do some projects out in New York uh, and the same out in Colorado. So, um, you know, we're doing projects in a number of states right now, but uh, Midwest focus and we're starting to branch out and uh, do some EPC work and uh, hopefully own some assets in those other uh, regions as well. Now, Illinois is, is, has a very robust DG market that's residential, commercial, industrial community. Uh, is Nelnet playing in the community solar space at all? Uh, we currently don't have any projects. It's an area of interest for us. We are starting to put more resources behind our greenfield development. So uh, I don't think we have anything on the, the docket today. And, uh, you know, as I'm sure you know, that community solar space in, in Illinois is a pretty interesting one. So I, I don't know uh, how focused we're going to be on that here in the short term, but the long term, uh, we do want to continue to develop projects, uh, you know, kind of in our own backyard. And for those who don't know, you know, Illinois is a very good solar market. We kind of burst onto the scene in 2017 with FIJA, the Future Energy Jobs Act. Then we got CJA a few years later, I think in 2021. And um, and what these what 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 that does is it provides for uh, consumer funded incentives, right? That take the form of renewable energy credits. One rec is one megawatt hour of electricity. And that makes the payback period shorter for consumers and business owners, and it makes it economical for community solar developers to build a central power plant like the one you see behind me. That's a two megawatt solar plant. And then uh, subscribers, anyone in Ameren or Comet territory uh, can subscribe to the project and save money on their power bill by buying green energy. That's the long and short of it. Um, But getting... A piece of legislation like CJA, the Climate and Equitable Jobs Act, is no small feat. It's 900 pages of legislation. It's a massive bill. And I like to say that Illinois is complicated, but if you're sophisticated, you can do well here. And many developers and EPCs are doing very well. We have something like, I think, uh, upwards of 500 solar companies operating in Illinois now, and that includes OEMs, of course, service providers, installers, developers, and financiers, the full spectrum. Um, I think of the nucleus of the solar industry, though, as being installers and developers. It's like that's where the rubber meets the road, right? These are the folks that make projects come out of the ground and green the grid. So, Lewis, you've been involved with ICEA for a period of time now. How did you get involved and Tell us a little bit about your role and why you're involved. Yeah. So, you know, my path to IC is maybe a little bit different than, you know, Kevin's, who's he's been in the policy world for the last 10, 15 plus years, right? Um, my company at the time, we were focused primarily in Iowa and someone came to me and they said, you know, I think Illinois has some interesting incentives going on. This is back in 2017, 2018. Uh, so believe it or not, I sat down with a copy of the long-term renewable resource procurement plan. If you've ever seen it, you know this, Tim, the thing's like two or three, two to 300 pages long. I sat down, I read it, I pretended that I understood a third of it, 
And then I got on the phone with, um, I actually called Anthony Starr at the IPA to ask a clarifying question. And then uh, I ended up uh, talking to Leslie McCain, the executive director of uh, the Illinois Solar Energy Association. And, you know, she got us signed up as members, got me invited to some industry events. Um, and then one thing led to another. And, you know, I, I ended up being on the board. But, you know, that legislation passing for somebody who who went from knowing nothing about policy in Illinois to trying to get a whole company ramped up and up to speed was quite an undertaking. And so, you know, I no one person at uh, ICA did that. But, you know, the newsletters talking with people like Kevin or Shannon Fulton or just Brian and all the other people that that you've you've spoken with uh, was a huge help to me. And then, you know, I like to think that, you know, serving on the board is kind of paying it forward and, you know, try to be a sounding board and a resource for others trying to to figure everything out because holy smokes, there's there's a lot to know. Um, you know, no, I don't know that any one person knows it all, right? But collectively, we got we got a shot. That's the thing. It's it's really not what you know; it's who you know. Of course, what you know is important, and you need to know your business. You need to know your market. You need to know what works and what doesn't. What kind of a project is going to pencil? It's it's so funny when landowners, you know, approach me about projects and they just think, oh, I've got real estate, I can make a solar farm and sell the power and everything's going to be wonderful. Well, maybe not. Um, <laughs> it's complicated. Yeah. But so it it is who you know. And ICEA is a gateway to an ecosystem of players, of stakeholders, of influencers, of OGs in the solar industry. Like I said, it was founded in 1979 when solar thermal was the thing, right? And then PV came along in the 90s and eclipsed uh, thermal. Thermal is almost non-existent in the state of Illinois now. It is making a resurgent in CNI. I think there are some emerging technologies, which I've covered here on the on the Clean Power Hour. Um, so you'll see solar thermal in, you know, in the mix. But for the most part, making Electrons with photons is where it's at economically, and what is economical is going to rule the day. So, chart. Tell us a little more, though. If you're a solar installer, developer, financier, you know you're you could be a niche PPA provider focused on LMI or faith communities, or you know there's all kinds of of uh, niches within the solar industry. But if you're not involved, what is it that you don't know that you should know? that might inspire you to reach out to me. And you can just reach out to me. I am doing business development for ICEA, helping them secure new business members. And I'm happy to tell you there's no cost to have a con conversation. So reach out to me and we'll schedule a call and we can discuss what, um, how you can get involved and why that makes a difference. But from your perspective, Lewis, tell us more about that. When you get involved with ICEA as a member, what is it that it gives you access to? Yeah, I think it gives you access to simply have your voice heard. You know, we think about these couple hundred page documents of and where do they come from? I think there's like a question that everyone really should sit down and ask themselves because, you know, on the periphery, at least, you know, for my board position, you know, we get to have a say sometimes. And, you know, how long are the rec payback periods going to be? For example, how did we end up, you know, with that six to seven year payback in the scene in that large DG space? That came from someone coming to the trade org and saying, hey, what's palatable? We have a budget. Can we stretch it to 10 or 15 years? And 
you know, at least from my perspective, I, I knew the economics of the payback on the large G side. And I said, hey, we really can't go past this five to seven year span. Right. So every sentence in these in the in the legislation, every sentence in the, these guidebooks, somebody is writing it. And, you know, believe it or not, they're reaching out, seeking public comment, feedback. And so if you're a member of ICA and you're providing that feedback, you know, we're able to channel that and we might be able to change or nudge, you know, that paragraph that's really important to you or clean up a definition that really impacts your business that's been difficult to get around over the last couple of years. So, you know, it feels like this giant unwieldy thing to like put your arms around. But if you have some feedback or some some input, I mean, that's what the trade org is, is there to do is to impact change on the margin. Um, to help you out to make your life just that much easier and help your customers uh, out that much more. So I think it's a great conduit for for actually, you know, having impact in the industry that we live and work in every single day. The Clean Power Hour is brought to you by CPS America, the maker of North America's number one three-phase string inverter with over six gigawatts shipped in the U.S. The CPS America product lineup includes three-phase string inverters ranging from 25 to 275 kW. Their flagship inverter, the CPS 250-275, is designed to work with solar plants ranging from 2 megawatts to 2 gigawatts. The 250-275 pairs well with CPS America's exceptional data communication, controls, and energy storage solutions. Go to chintpowersystems.com to find out more. And while we do have wonderful legislation... Okay. If you work in Illinois, you're familiar with CJA and Illinois Shines. Okay. IllinoisShines.com is the main website for the program that the, uh, the IPA oversees, the Illinois Power Agency, which is our PUC. Um, but it's not a static thing, right? There are so many nuances and it gets regularly reviewed and modified along the way. And then there are things like, electrification of transportation that really matter to solar installers, right? Because solar alone is, is a very, uh, a very shallow value proposition. It's good. It saves you money on your energy bill, right? But there are other value stacks that solar installers are indulging in now. Battery storage for one is a big one. Um, but electrification of transportation, if you're a solar installer, you should be thinking about installing EV charging infrastructure if you're not already, and you definitely need to be thinking about installing batteries, and we have good battery incentives in Illinois. Um, reach out to me if you want to learn about the value stack of batteries in Illinois, in PJM, which is in northern Illinois, uh, which is the largest uh, grid in, in the in the United States, and then there's MISO in the central and southern part of the state. Different value stack in MISO. But anyway, um, so these things are not static. You get to participate in, for example, Lobby Day, right? A group of stakeholders, members of ICEA, will go to Springfield, which is our state capital, and talk to legislators all day long in small groups. And you get to rub shoulders with all these uh, storied players in the industry, get to know them on a personal level so that, you know, two weeks down the road, you can call them and say, Hey, I've got a problem. What do you think about this? How do I solve this? What, you know, just those little relationships will grow over time. And we are tribal animals, right? So if you don't know somebody by face, if you haven't met them and shook their hand, it's going to be harder for you to access their knowledge base and their network. And we're all nodes in a network, Lewis. 
So tell us a little more about the benefits of membership. There's events that I see is going to be hosting on a monthly basis, networking events. There's the lobby day that I just mentioned. There's being an influential stakeholder when legislation is modified. What else should our listeners know who are considering membership in ICEA? Yeah, I, I think I just, I mean, all those things you said are absolutely correct. To me, I think like the network and just development opportunity alone is worth the price of admission. You know, those networking events or uh, having a group of people that you can call up with your questions or, you know, you mentioned a whole bevy of, of new technologies and solutions that the industry is offering, right? Batteries and EV infrastructure and just having a resource of people that can be trusted that are involved in the industry that you can instantly feel comfortable calling down that list and getting their perspective. To me, that that's an invaluable thing to have as we're all trying to navigate changes over time, right? I, I can I can't know if I can think of a single company that is the same today that it was five years ago, right? They've had to change financing or change, you know, the products they're installing. Something is is always going to be changing. So I think having that Rolodex of you know trusted advisors is one one way that I think about the membership. Uh, I think is is pretty helpful because you know you never know when you're going to need help with an install or solving a procurement problem. Um, so I think the network is is worth its weight in gold. Well said. You know, Illinois is such an attractive market that many companies come to Illinois from out of state. They might be based in Indiana or Michigan or New York, um, you know, far-flung places or California for that matter, but operate in Illinois because we have a robust community solar market with lots of runway. We have 10 years of runway with CJA, right? Um Check out the guidebook, Illinois Shines, and then you can just download the guidebook and that will give you a good understanding of the program, uh, kind of a cliff notes of the program. But just remember that it's not static. You have to be involved. You have to be engaged. And ICEA is the de facto way to do that. There's other stakeholders and we're, you know, super grateful for Vote Solar, right? And, um, and, and several other organizations that are stakeholders, um, and and it's together, right? It's it's through collective action that we are able to influence the legislature and maintain good net metering rules. That's an uncertainty in any solar market, right? We see in 2023 how NEM 3.0 in California devastated the residential and, to some extent, commercial solar markets, right? Um, just by reducing the value of solar electrons by 75%, right? It What it does is it extends the payback period for consumers and stakeholders. And people don't like a 10-year payback. They go, well, I don't know if I'm going to be in this building, in this house for 10 years. That's a very long time for us humans. And and a five to seven-year payback, which is what you get with FIJA and CJA, um, is palatable and it really catalyzes a robust DG market. If you go to Florida, you don't have a robust DG market like we have. You have a utility market. There's utility solar being installed by Florida Power and Light in 75 megawatt chunks, right? And so, so yeah, solar is a thing in Florida, big solar fields, but there's not a lot of rooftop solar happening in Florida because they don't have good net metering and they don't have renewable energy credits. So in our closing few minutes together, Lewis, I uh, really appreciate your time. What else, I guess, is on your radar? You know, you're doing sales and BD 
for CNI Solar with Nelnet. When you kind of uh, look at the landscape here in the Midwest, what is on your mind and what are you looking forward to in 2024? Yeah, so, you know, unsurprisingly, ISEA and what I'm thinking about for the future have a decent amount of overlap. So I, I would just start by a plug of, you know, if, if ISEA, if you're a current member and you feel like there's something you'd like to see the organization do, by no means are, are we perfect, right? We're doing our best. So come with the new ideas, up your level of involvement, right? We have a policy committee that's forming. Always want to hear uh, what's new and exciting to the memberships. Make sure we're addressing that. But then on my radar going into 2024, um, you know, I think storage is going to continue to become more and more prevalent. Um, you know, the incentives that were in the legislation, I think, are attractive. I think people are starting to get their heads around, you know, the value proposition there. So I think we're going to continue to see more batteries. So that's where I'm investing some of my mental energy uh, heading into this year. I think uh, working with utility companies is going to continue to be of importance. The interconnection queue. Um, not just for those those larger uh, projects, but we're starting to see it creep in to the behind the meter uh, CNI projects as well. So I think keeping an eye on that interconnection process and and how that decision making uh, continues to evolve, I think is is going to be pretty important. And then you know I think the last thing that is top of mind for my team and I is just you know how do we continue to provide a good end to end experience. Um, managing inflation and procurement over the long run. You know, if we have a project, and this ties into the interconnection process a little bit, if we sign a contract today, but we get delayed in the interconnection queue for some reason, you know, how are we going to manage that in the contract from a pricing perspective? Um, you know, modules are going to change. What's going to happen with module pricing? Um, there's a lot of long-term factors I think we're still trying to have good answers to. Uh, that will continue to evolve. But, um, you know, and that's where talking to to people really helps out to see, you know, what they see coming down the pipe combined with what we're seeing and trying to synthesize that in a way that's, you know, ultimately good for our, our end customers and can deliver a good product for them. Well said. Well, I want to encourage you, my listeners, to reach out to me about ICEA, the Illinois Solar Energy Association. If you're involved, like Lewis said, if you're already involved, great. Reach out to the board members. Um, they would love to hear from you and hear your perspectives. If you're not involved or your membership has lapsed, please reach out to me and I will uh, give you the download on why this matters. We are hosting monthly events, like I said and I will also tell you about those. And those are opportunities for your company to sponsor those events and gain visibility. That's another big thing, I think, is getting listed on the ICEA directory so that other solar companies, whatever they're looking for that you're providing, uh, you can be found in that directory. That's one of the go-to places. So reach out to me on LinkedIn or at cleanpowerhour.com. I want to thank Lewis Butler with ICEA and <clears throat> Nelnet Solar or Nelnet Renewable Energy for coming on the show today. Thank you so much, Lewis. Great. Thanks, Tim. I appreciate it. Let's grow solar. I'm Tim Montague. Take care. Hey, listeners. This is Tim. I want to give a shout out to all of you. I do this for you twice a week. Thank you for being here. Thank you for giving us your time. I really appreciate you and what you're all about uh, you are part and parcel of the energy transition, whether you're an energy professional today 
or an aspiring energy professional. So thank you. I want to let you know that the Clean Power Hour has launched a listener survey, and it would mean so much to me if you would go to cleanpowerhour.com, click on the About Us link right there on the main navigation that takes you to the About page, and you'll see a big graphic, Listener Survey. Just click on that graphic, and it takes just a couple of minutes If you fill out the survey, I will send you a lovely baseball cap with our logo on it. The other thing I want our listeners to know is that this podcast is made possible by corporate sponsors. We have Chin Power Systems, the leading three-phase string inverter manufacturer in North America. So check out CPS America. But we are very actively looking for additional support to make this show work. And you see here our media kit with all the sponsor benefits and statistics about the show. You know, we're dropping two episodes a week. We have now over 320,000 downloads on YouTube, and we're getting about 45,000 downloads per month. So this is a great way to bring your brand to our listeners. And our listeners are decision makers in clean energy. This includes project executives, engineers, finance, project management, and many other professionals who are making decisions about and developing, designing, installing, and making possible clean energy projects. So check out cleanpowerhour.com both our listener survey on the About Us and our media kit and become a sponsor today. Thank you so much. Let's grow solar and storage. The Clean Power Hour is brought to you by CPS America, the maker of North America's number one three-phase string inverter. With over six gigawatts shipped in the U.S., the CPS America product lineup includes three-phase string inverters ranging from 25 to 275 kW. Their flagship inverter, the CPS 250-275, is designed to work with solar plants ranging from 2 megawatts to 2 gigawatts. The 250-275 pairs well with CPS America's exceptional data communication, controls, and energy storage solutions. Go to chintpowersystems.com to find out more. 